It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 30th of January. The Jazz defense gets torched by the mid-range of the San Antonio Spurs. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll look at how concerned we should be about what's going on defensively. All-star bids and a tough matchup against the Denver Nuggets. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? Welcome to Denver, Colorado and Locked on Jazz as we come to you live today for the Locked on Jazz live show. We are live coming to you on YouTube, Twitch as well as Facebook on Locked On Live. We are live on Periscope on Locked On Sports, as well as on Facebook on Locked On Sports. No Instagram today. Sorry about that. Uh, Probably could set it up actually really quickly. It's not hard to do. Uh, To try to reach even more people and let everyone else have access uh, to the shows. Jazz lose last night in San Antonio. Uh, If you're new to the program, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, And what we try to do for you is bring you a show that will make it more fun for you to be a jazz jazz fan each and every day, as well as generally trying to explain what is taking place with your Utah Jazz, both when it's good and maybe on days like today where it feels like it's not quite as good. Um, Which I'm not sure I'd totally freak out on this one. Um, And I'll get into that here in just a second. I'm setting up the Instagram live for you. about Instagram. And I'm not sure I'm going to get Instagram to work. There we go. All right. Oh, that's way too close to me, though. That's the problem. All right. So we are all set. Um, we'll take your questions. We'll do the whole live thing here. Uh, we'll enjoy it. The uh, good morning, Brandon. Good morning, DJ from Twitch. Good morning, Alex on Facebook. And Matt Moon wants to know if I can introduce him to Joe Ingles. You have got to back this up. That is just, I'm almost... If you haven't learned, I'm going through a total crisis because I'm almost 50. Um, I can't stop talking about it. And therefore, things are not allowed to be that close to me. All right. Uh, (laughs) So we lose last night to the Spurs. Um, On one level, this is like a fluke. Uh, The Spurs shoot 30 of 42 on mid-range shots last night. 30 of 42. That's not a replicable formula. That's not going to happen again. In fact, I've been searching and searching and searching and can't seem to find... I found better shooting nights. Actually, the Spurs against Memphis this year had a bizarrely good shooting night that's the best shooting night of any team in the league where if you look at uh, how you perform against QSQ. Um, but, and, and last night was their third best, so some of those shots probably must not have been as contested as they needed to be. But from a sense of mid-range shooting, I had to go back like 10 years and can't find a game in which a team shot 30 of 42, 10 of 14 on long twos, and 20 of 28 on short mid-range shoots. The Spurs are one of the better teams in the league shooting in those areas, but they shoot 44% in those areas, not 30 of 42 Not 10 of 14. Not 10, 20 of 28. So, I think there's a few sides to this. Undeniably, 
DeMar DeRozan and the Spurs got to where they wanted to go. And so they are not having a hard time getting the shots they want to get because of that fact. And so therefore the Jazz are culpable for the fact that they did not put up a whole lot of resistance to um, how, you know, how that game was going to be played. Okay, so that's that's the first part. The second thing is that we did see similar things than the Houston Rockets game, which is not great. We saw them maybe out of necessity when Matu didn't play well and when Jakob Pertl picked up two fouls. We saw them going to Rudy Gay at center. Rudy Gay had played three percentage point three percent of his minutes four years ago in Sacramento. As a center, he probably played more minutes last night as a center than he has in any game he's ever played or maybe combined for his entire career last night. And that's Pop and his staff replicating uh, what you, uh, what they did, uh, what Houston Rockets did. So that's not great. Um, you know, they spread the floor. They made our guys defend in space. They had Rudy outside of the area. And we're not, that. that's definitely our defensive kryptonite. You know, that, that's a problem for us. The, I mean, what we're seeing in the last two games is teams finally game planning about the fact that Rudy Gobert is so great that you can't, attack the basket if he's in the game. Now, the Spurs are unique in the sense that they don't attack the basket. They're 30th in the NBA in shots at the rim. We talked about that yesterday. That's actually a disadvantage to us, right? If we get teams that like to shoot threes and like to def- and like to go to the um, and like to go to the basket, then we end up with no question we end up with the fact that the Jazz have uh, these teams, you know, have an advantage. But these teams that don't do that that like the Spurs, we lose some of our advantage. But the bigger issue to me is that the defense has just not been elite for quite a while. Um, last year, our and, and I think it just tells you that our what we think of our defense. Last year, when we we had a defensive nights. We were now the offense is a little better in the league too, so it's hard to replicate this. But last year we had defensive nights where we held our opponents under a point of possession with some regularity. We did it against Indiana on the twentieth. We did it against the Hornets on the tenth. We did the Clippers on the twenty eighth. We did against the Hawks on the nineteenth. It's not like we don't do it anymore. And holding Dallas down to 105 was pretty darn good. But we're not as regularly holding opponents under a point of possession, which is a dominating defensive performance. We're just not made up the same way as we have been in the past to have a dominating defensive performance. Last night was our 47th ranked defensive performance of the year superseding our 46th ranked defensive performance against New Orleans, superseding our 45th ranked defensive performance against New Orleans. We're actually having a really bad defensive night as often as we're having a really good defensive night. So that is uh, 
that's the thing that's a little disconcerting to me on the defensive end. I just think that our, you know, and really, if you go big, big, big picture, and you've been listening to this show for the last few weeks, this is kind of what I said. We're going into this stretch here, and we're going to find out two things. One is, is our defense good enough against top-level offenses? We've actually proven that our offense is actually pretty good against top-level defenses. We kind of kind of have that. The top five we haven't played, but we played all of the kind of six through 12, and we hammered all of them offensively. So our offense is actually pretty legit. What the question to me was going to be is when our offense suddenly has to take the ball out of the net more, are we as good an offensive team as we were beforehand? And the answer is not quite, but still pretty good, right? So we're not functioning as this absurd, like 127, 118s. We were a 110 against Dallas. We were a 104 against Houston. Eh, below average. And we were a 114 last night, offensively. So good, not as brilliant, because what we've been doing so well is off misses, going the other way, averaging about 1.33 points per possession, and absolutely dominating people in that regard. And when we're not getting these defensive stops, then we're not having as much opportunities. And our, you know, our shooting has been really pretty impressive recently in a lot of different ways. Um, our effective field goal percentage has been great, but we're still just not getting quite as many stops as we have um, the other way. So that's, you know, from a defensive standpoint, the script is now out there. Uh, and interestingly enough, the Spurs, a team who I didn't think could naturally replicate it, went and replicated it with Rudy Gay, who's not really a center. Denver tonight with Jeremy Grant as their backup center because of the Plumley injury will do it. We will see the spread floor against Rudy Gobert. Now, Jokic spreads it in a different way um, and more methodically, so Rudy should be able to get back and forth a little bit to be able to help us out. But the, the script is out there. Spread the floor. Drive the Jazz defenders. And, you know, what's interesting last night is the Spurs, they didn't go away from Royce O'Neal. It wasn't like they were switching to get DeMar DeRozan on us. They went right at Royce O'Neal and just beat Royce O'Neal. Eric Gordon, they went and got him on Boyan. They got him on Joe Ingles. They got him on Mike Conley. And they just beat those guys defensively and were able to make the plays that needed to be made. So, uh, you know, I think there's two sides to it. One, last night was absurd. Okay, like I'm not going to go get too upset about last night specifically because you just darken it. That kind of shooting is unlikely to be uh, replicated in any fashion at all. Then the second thing I would say is um, that, you know, we are seeing a script and this was the test of whether or not we could be as good defensively against these level of teams And then how does it impact our offensively? And so far, it's not great. I have one other uh, fairly significant concern that will take some of your questions. Um, I had a neat day the other day. Um, I always love this when I get to meet new people uh, and and everyone. I went over and I met uh, Christian over at Spa Via, uh, which is right off 106 South. Uh, Then you get off and you go turn left on State Street when you get off. Yeah, it doesn't matter which way you got off. Um, So... 
Uh, that that is the correct that is the correct way to say it. Sorry for a second there, I was a little nervous that if you came one way or the other. But if you're coming off the freeway, you go back underneath the State Street, turn left. Beautifully located, really uh, Christian and, and uh, Dolores. That's not her name. It's just a personal joke in case she's hearing this. Um, have uh, really have a nice thing going there. Enjoyed getting to know them a little bit and uh, excited uh, to welcome them onto the show. Uh, as um, new sponsors uh, to the program and a special offer for you guys over at Spavia. So let me tell you first what the offer is and then I'll tell you a little bit about Spavia. Uh, they've got uh, great gift cards, spa packages, couples massages. Really what they do is they give you the entire spa experience like that you'd get up in Park City at one of the Richie Richie hotels for like half the price of that. So it's making the massage, the comfort, taking care of yourself Either whether it's like a deep tissue massage or just pure relaxation or the facial esthetician type stuff at affordable prices so that you can either go yourself, couples massage it, or be a huge winner in the house coming up here for Valentine's Day or whatever it might be. If you buy two gift cards, you get a third one of equal value. So let's say you buy two $50 gift cards for Valentine's Day. You're going to give one to your wife, one to your daughter. Um, I don't know if you do Valentine's Day for your daughter, but like sometimes you do. It's just kind of fun. Nothing wrong with that. And you get, you'll get an additional $50 gift card either to give to them or to give to yourself. So uh, pretty cool little do. All you have to do is call Spavia at 801-424-7566. That's 801-424-7566. Tell them you're a locked on listener and they'll take care of you. Uh, help together put together any other special Valentine for you. Uh, score points with your Valentines. Give the ultimate relax gift of relaxation and pampering. The gift of Spa Via in Sandy, 801-424-7566. That's 801-424-7566. It was really fun to come and see uh, what they're doing there and how... Uh, how nice it is, what a great job they're doing, how they give you that uh, great experience. So welcome to a new sponsor to the show, Spa Via in Sandy. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, I'd like to get to some of your questions. Here's the one that has me concerned. We've played three good teams. I'm, I am a believer in this. Um, we have not led at all. Um, I, I do kind of like to look at games and see, you know, 
Um, how long are teams? How long did teams lead in each game? Um, I think it's got some value when you analyze a game and gives you. Well, we have led in our last three games. I was trying to find it today, and I can't remember the website where I go to find it. So, um, quite honestly, I didn't find it, but I can kind of just do it. Um, we have led in the last three games for about three minutes. Um, and that, that to me is a lit is, is a, that's probably the single most disconcerting thing that's going on for me right now. I, I think, you know, getting out, getting ahead of people, um, leading the game, there's some real value to that. And the fact that we are not doing that at all has me, is a little disconcerting to me. So, um, I don't have the exact numbers on it, um, but last night we led for about two minutes in the second quarter, in the first quarter. Never led again. I, I like against Houston, we led for about a possession in the uh, second quarter and the third quarter, uh, and maybe, maybe first. Like I don't know actually if we led in the third quarter. That we, I think we led for like a possession in the second quarter. We never got it down in the third quarter. And in Dallas, we never led. So that's those. That's that's a little. That's got me concerned. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Dallas, we might have led for a possession in the second quarter, but I don't think so. We led for brief moment before, and we led for about one minute and sixteen seconds of that game. There is a website that has it out there um, that shows how much you're winning and losing in every how, in every game. Um, so I, I'll see if I can find that for you and get it for you. All right, let's go to some of the questions. That are out there, our regular crew um, is there. Did the Jazz players play bad defense last night, or were the Spurs just hot? That is from our Twitch line, uh, Sam Briner. I I think, in fairness, the Spurs got hot, but I also would say I think there was a combination where the Jazz weren't putting up much resistance and were not very good at keeping the ball in front of us. Like I think that's a real concern. We're not very good. Right now, at keeping the ball in front of us. And so, you know, Rudy Gobert has been our defensive answer. But if Rudy Gobert's not behind Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley right now, it's not a great, it's not a great moment for us. Uh, will the Jazz trade Ed Davis for another big? Uh, I There are not a lot, of, for Miles Newby, there are not a lot of things in our trade coffers. Like, what do we have to offer that somebody else wants? Ed Davis has another year on his contract. Um, I'm not sure that whatever big we're going to get is, for that would be worth a first-round draft, enough, losing another first-round draft pick. We gave up two for Mike Conley. Um, so we're a little limited in what first-round draft picks we can actually trade. Um so I, I, I think it's it's a difficult one. Uh, from the Instagram live, is Mike is uh, Andre Iguodala a fit for this Jazz team? What would it cost? Well, he's eleven million dollars, so we'd have to give up a player that's making eleven million. Really, that was Dante. Like Dante was our trade chip, and we did it with Jordan, got Jordan Clarkson. I don't know how we could do Andre Iguodala because of the fact that he it's an eleven million dollar contract that you have to go give get back the other one on Andre Iguodala he's 36 years old he definitely 
would not be scared of guarding LeBron and Kawhi if he's capable of that. Um, but on the other end, I think the question would have to be whether or not you think he's actually still good enough to do it. And then the next question on Andre Iguodala would be whether or not, two questions, whether or not at 36 years old you think he can still guard those guys, and then he, whether he's going to shoot. He shot terribly last year. And so one of our, our biggest strength right now is we're, we can shoot it. Like our catch-and-shoot game is amazing, though we list, lost our, missed our last six. Um, and the... Uh, and you know, and our three-point shooting game is incredible. Well, if you don't, if Iguodala is shooting twenty-four percent, whatever he was last year from three, then all of a sudden you have somebody you can sag off of, and he's not on the floor, and then that's not such a good idea. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, Harrison Lucas from YouTube says the Jazz should not let them shoot seventy-one percent from the mid-range. Um, yeah, no, I mean. I think that last night was a combination of both the Jazz um, not having much resistance as well as the Spurs uh, getting absurdly hot. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan got to his spots every time he wanted to. Mike Conley couldn't make a jump shot of his life dependent. Oh, Slim Buddha from Twitch is being mean. He is one of 15 on his last 15 threes. I think Mike probably gets the day off today. Uh, on a back end of a back-to-back, I would suspect uh, that we see Mike get the day off today. I think that's was talked about in his return. I think I heard somebody, um, well, it's just they'll play it day-to-day. So maybe not. I mean, he's not playing that many minutes. Maybe he'll play tonight. Uh, but it would make sense. Uh, he's, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I think I saw somebody asked about Emmanuel Moutier. Um, is it, um, I miss seeing Emmanuel Moutier play. Um Two, two things. I think, you know, Emmanuel Moody did a lot of really, really good things for us and was good, and, and he'll play. It, hopefully he'll get a chance tonight if Mike gets a night off because of a back-to-back. Um, you know what? I got. I just realized the Mike Conley back-to-back conversation is from pre-injury, so I don't actually know what the plan on that is. Um, that's like from months and months and months ago where I think there was some discussion he wouldn't play every back-to-back um, as they, you know, just kind of figure out what's right for him at this stage of his um of his season. So, uh, you know, it was a conversation actually I had with Mike at some point, so it's probably not relevant. So I'm not actually sure uh, what happens tonight, but it makes, it would make sense coming off a hamstring injury if he doesn't play tonight. There's, so there's some logic and there's a conversation I had with Mike um, way back earlier. Anyway, um, you know, I think, you know, the, here's the fact of the matter on Mike Conley. We can, he's not playing great. Um, he had some really nice pop when he first came back. It, it you know, I, let's hope he still has that. We need Mike Conley. Like, we're not winning what we see, playoff series and winning the things we want to win without Mike Conley. Mike Conley has got to play well for us. Mike Conley's got to find a rhythm. We've got to, without destroying other people, make sure that Mike Conley gets comfortable. Uh, Mike Conley is really good and a really, really, really vital part of this basketball team. And so, the... You know, what, whatever it might be uh, that's going to get Mike Conley going, it's got to happen. And the, playing Emmanuel Moutier instead of Mike Conley so that like, – because you think you'd be better which tomorrow, which I don't actually think is true, but even if you did, is not the right answer. We're not winning playoff series with Emmanuel Moutier instead of Mike Conley. We need Mike Conley. Mike Conley's going to work his way back. He's going to get better – 
I mean, I would assume you start Mike Conley at some point in this process. I don't know. Because we need Mike Conley. It's that simple. The player we look to sign and look to go get is the player we've got to go get. Nathan Dallin asked an interesting question. What is the role of the point guard in Quinn's system? It's different. We don't... Like, I heard this whole CP3 Mike Conley conversation. That is really contrary to everything we do. We'd have to change our entire game for CP3, right? Like, Ricky Rubio's getting probably two times as many assists in Phoenix and had too many times as assists. Like, Joe Ingles leads the team. We play a high pick and roll. We move it. We kick it. We, we swing it around. We got the best offense in the NBA. Like, it's interesting... We have the best offense in the NBA, like a 120 ranking since Jordan Clarkson joined us. And people were talking about like adding another offensive piece. The trick is how do we gain some defensive prowess while maintaining our offensive efficiency? Uh, We need another 3-4 that can lock down, defend more than we need a 5 in my opinion. And that player needs to be league average on offense, not to mess up pack or whatever your metric is called these days. Thanks, Nathan. It's called points gain now. Um, it's hard, right? But we do probably. We need another. We, it's in, it's interesting. Here, oh, we need to get more athletic. Okay, and we want shooters. Okay, well, athletes who can shoot are all stars. Like that's the reality. Athletes who can shoot are all stars, and so we have to keep. You know, that's not an easy task. Um, at all. Brad Lloyd, I'm in Denver tonight, and I'm going to the game. Awesome. I do not have tickets. Sorry, Brad. Um. Hey, special hello to Beth Akers, who's tuning in, listening today on Periscope and her little baby. Uh, What about starting Conley and thinking that more touches and playmaking will help him, just like Joe Ingles needed to start to get his game going earlier? And wouldn't it normalize the rotation with Royce off the bench? He already knows the system, and I think that brings instant high-level defense and a bucket when needed on offense. Stacey Romney with that. I, I think there's an argument there. You know, we got a bunch of guys that suddenly aren't shooting as well. Our offense was pretty good, though, so I'm not too worried about it. I mean, we just weren't off the charts. Joe's kind of not shooting it quite as well. Jordan had a pretty awesome game yesterday. Um, Royce is suddenly in a little bit of a shooting slump. Um, So, I mean, we were pretty hot there for a little while, so things do equalize out on on the scale of things. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. Uh, Steve Carter is your personal loan officer over at Intercap Lending. I love Intercap. I uh, love going over there and saying hi to Brock and Steve and uh, the vibe. But also what I really love is is Steve Carter. And because when you endorse a product like I am, it, you're always a little nervous. Like, well, are they sh- giving you a show, right? So I did my loan with Intercap. Steve Carter was amazing. The interactions were beyond anything I could ever have imagined. He went p- above and, and beyond the duties and drove out to Zion's Bank Center to help me uh, get something done because I was a mess and behind and too busy. And... You know, in the meantime, I've watched Intercap grow from two branches to 11 to now multiple states. And, you know, they, what I experienced, the, the hyper-responsive customer service, their borrower experiencing being elite, the direct loan, lend issuer they told me about, they still own my loan today, so they're not siphoning it off to somebody else. Well, all of a sudden, all those things are actually true. And then what gets even better is that now more and more locked-on listeners are having the same experience with Steve Carter. He's just truly amazing you can find out for yourself, Intercap Lending, 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Steve Carter is our personal 
loan officer. That's 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com and share your experience with us so you can share the same thing that we've received from so many other of our Locked On listeners, whether it's Brad Hickman or Tanny Lacey or all the others who have given us such great reviews on Steve Carter. I just... Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Got a bunch of questions on Instagram, but the lighting in here is such that I don't think I can totally see it. Um, oh, let's see. Somebody said, Intercap helped me two years ago. They were awesome. Shout out to Matt Barrett. Maybe his loan officer was Matt Barrett. Um, how are team assists? I feel like they're not passing as well. Well, we <clears throat> we saw a, another five-man switch last night. And that takes away our passing. But our offense has frankly been fine. Um, <laughs> uh, on Instagram, if we didn't have Mike Conley, somebody out here would be saying we should go get him. Right. And now... And now we got to integrate them and figure out how to make it work. That's absolutely right. Mike can't be a better dude, too. So, you know, that there's a value to that. Um, I remember Boston going to zone against us a couple of years ago and us struggling. Yes, so does Quinn. Um, do, uh, so, therefore, you're wondering, this is from Periscope. Um, I think crazy thinking the Jazz would throw in a little zone defense just to... There, there's an argument that that zone defense keeps Rudy in the middle, and if we can't keep the ball in front of us, we should be heading to zone. Um, that's large reason why everybody's playing zone these days. So I think that, yes, there's some argument, but you've got to practice it and really spend time on it, and it's not necessarily something that we have done. So I think that's difficult. Uh, all-star bids go out today. I believe it's going to happen in the pregame show of TNT. Uh, my feeling right now is that I feel pretty good for Rudy Gobert. And I'm interested to see what happens with Donovan. The difficult thing uh, that you that we have here is current all-star players have to be voted out, basically. And I think coaches have a hard time doing that. So DeMar DeRozan, Russell Westbrook, Paul George... Carl Anthony Towns, four former All-Stars, basically have to not be voted for for Donovan to get in. 
That makes me very nervous on Donovan's chances. Now, maybe they divide it out a little bit and Donovan gets a few votes. I, I think it sounds like, you know, Rick Carlisle said he voted for Donovan. And I think I'm aware of some other coaches who voted for Donovan. And I can't tell what Pop, I would be surprised if Pop didn't vote for Donovan after the summer with him um, and the way Donovan's been playing. So it feels like there's a real chance. Uh, but that's the one I'm a little nervous on. I think that if you look at the All-Stars, there you get about four or five guys who are all going to be decided for in that realm, uh, whether it's, you know, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Russell Westbrook, um, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George. I mean, Paul George has missed 21 of 47 games. So I would think that's not a problem. Um, you know, I think Chris Paul's in. I think Dame Lillard's in. Jokic is in. I think Rudy's in. Then it's an Ingram, Mitchell, Booker, Westbrook, Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony Towns. It gets Those are the guys that have to get pushed aside so first-time All-Stars, Brandon Ingram, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell get in. That makes me a little nervous about today. Uh, Eric Wood, unfortunately, looks like Houston's loss a little more concerning than we made it out to be. They put together a plan to completely neutralize Rudy in our game plan. San Antonio did a good job of doing the same thing. With our schedule getting harder, do you think teams will defend us as Houston's game plan? Those that have the personnel to do it will certainly try to replicate, which is spreading the floor, driving at our defenders one-on-one, and pulling Rudy away from the rim so they can get to the rim. but that's not actually new. It's not like Houston was the first one to do that. Um, so I, I'm not sure that I think, you know, I would say I'm not sure I think that that's a totally new concept out there. Um, but I do think that that's true, that that's what people will try to do. Um, Davis got more minutes last night, was going to see him back uh, some minutes for Bradley. Um, I don't think so, but... Um, you know, Tony Bradley struggled a little bit, and so the the Quinn made the move. You have Ed Davis there. If he's on your roster, you got to be willing to use him. Um, and I think they, you know, they did last night, and he tried to do um, things. What are your thoughts on Jay Crowder's strange play at the end of the game? Reaction justified by New York. I mean, Jay Crowder broke every rule of basketball. I don't have any idea why he went for that steal and then walked back out to the three-point line to shoot a three. I mean, it was just a really weird play. I'm glad I wasn't the announcer um, that was trying to defend it. It was interesting listening to Mike Breen and Walt Frazier, who basically said, you know, if you're not down 20, you don't have this problem. Um, But he did break every code in the game. It was unnecessary. And I don't know, maybe the only person that acted correctly is Alfred Payton. I'm not sure. Like, maybe if someone does that, you actually have to go blast him um and on the other end um you know if you're not down 20 then you don't have to deal with that so it might go both ways um do i think ed davis will be in a jazz uniform past the trade deadline yes he has incredible value to this team uh in the locker room with the guys as an insurance policy and i really don't think you're gonna go get anything that much better and i don't know that you can that you know, so I think that there's, um, 
I, I don't um I I don't think uh you know I yeah I you know hey I don't think you're. I don't think there's that many things out there that are actually that much better than Ed Davis or Tony Bradley in our backup center. Um, I don't think you should be giving away an awful lot in the market for 14 minutes a night. If Rudy gets hurt, we're done. Like, that's like an unfortunate reality that if our best player, you know, goes down, we're going to have a really hard time. Particularly our best defensive player that's the anchor of what we're doing. That is locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in today. Appreciate you tuning in the live show. Hope you have a great one. See you. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.